1: Done.
2: The Jets had until Monday afternoon to file club elected salary arbitration for Pierre-Luc Dubois. They chose not to do that. This leaves it to the Jets and the agent for your for Pierre-Luc Dubois to either work out a deal or trade him. To be honest, that kind of stuff loses me. Because I'm like, if you don't want to be here, there's the door. I would tell anybody that. I don't think any winning franchise would do that.
0: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Coming at you live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino in beautiful Calgary, Alberta. Voted the third most livable city in the world. It is a Wednesday. Last I checked, July 20th. And uh, I'm just checking the poll results. I'll get to those in a moment. I was prepared to go it alone here for a bit because they said the Moose hadn't logged back in yet, but we now do have the Moose with us. So let's do it. He is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle right now. I'm in Calgary's entertainment destination. There's the Moose. And, uh, man, are we covering a lot of ground today, Moose. It's, it's real sports talk, which one of our consultants said, that's what you should probably uh, use as a slogan, real sports talk. And I'm like, well, maybe. But none of what I had in my quick six, Darren, is what we got down to. The topic of the day, the theme, as you've seen, because you've been part of it, and for the viewers that have just tuned in or just started listening to hour two of the podcast, is local players. Do you want them on your team? How do you get them on your team? This is such a delicate balance, because if anybody had figured it all out, they'd win the Stanley Cup or Super Bowl every year. And as I said, you know, I wanted to talk far more CFL today because that's what I wanted to talk about. But I put it over, I put it into the viewers' hands, and they just ran away with it with hockey, and I get it. And just a couple of uh, viewer comments. Young Hoggy is watching on YouTube right now, Moose, and he says, Been a Flames fan since '86, in Brad Tree Living, we trust. And that's the thing. You wouldn't, I've told you many times what's going on in this town where everybody's dumping on the Flames, and I would hope. That the Flames aren't listening to sports talk radio, not surfing social media. Because there's a you can, if you really try, ignore it. You can. Nobody does, but you can. And I think that's why Richie Hall has had so much success as a defensive coordinator in the Canadian Football League, four Great Cups as a coach, one as a player. He literally ignores it all. I've been with Richie Hall. He, he doesn't hear what people are saying. He doesn't care what people are saying. He's just got his headphones on in his own head, bopping and moving and doing what he knows is right, and he wins. But most people are so wrapped up in everything that everybody else is saying. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Don't, I'm not. Somebody's entered the chat who's trying to poop on the parade as we go, Darren, and I'm not going to allow John to do that. But just with the local player thing, uh, it, just, it just continued. What did, you, did you catch the Carlo Koliakovo interview? Oh, we lost Darren. We lost him. How about that? Somebody must have logged in on his line. How well, coming that? up a little later on, Sean Simpson of TSN 1200 Ottawa to talk about this and local players coming home. Here's the thing that we're, that we're seeing. Yakovo said it. We're seeing as the years go on in their careers, players are wanting to come home. Claude Giroux, Ottawa Senators. Not every player wants to come home. I'll say it again, Stephen Stamkos, I know this for a fact, Toronto kid was considering signing as a free agent with the Leafs. And a Leafs, great, talked him out of it because he said, hey, you got the world by the Nards in Tampa. Why would you want to come home and deal with your family wanting tickets and you can't go out anywhere, and if you're photographed having a beer somewhere at a golf tournament, all of a sudden you're an alcoholic and all the drama, just stay in Tampa and love it, man. And he did. So not everybody wants to come home, but you just, I, like I got to think these NHL GMs or any pro GM is sitting there, I would hope, not just dealing with the agent when it comes to free agency, but talking to the player themselves and saying, why do you want to play here? Why wouldn't you want to play here? What do you think about our team? And sometimes I wonder if that actually happens as much. From Jeff in Winnipeg, he says, I was one of many who wanted Richie Hall out of Winnipeg a few years back. (laughs) Just one second. Continues to eat shoe. That's why I don't listen to too many people in the bunk that's out there like I'm and I'm the NHL free agency stuff is getting a little too crazy and the trade talk because everybody's sending me did you see this did you see that did you hear this I'm like no I'm trying to ignore it all because it's BS some guy writes me yesterday "I, I don't see Sam's Sam Steele's name's coming up in this Hockey Canada thing with Within hours, Sam Steele's agent, Jerry Johansson, sends out a statement and says, our client Sam Steele had nothing to do with this incident, which I know, Sam, personally. I just don't want to hear the bunk. But for two hours a day, we'll sit here and we'll talk about it. But beyond that, I don't. And I do listen to the Calgary Sports Radio for Entertainment. What else am I going to listen to? But sometimes I wonder if they... I don't think they know any more than the next guy either. How would you know if Matthew Kachuk's upset that Gaudreau got away for nothing? How would you know what Kachuk's saying? They thought Johnny Gaudreau was staying right up until July 12th. Johnny thought he might have stayed until July 12th. So how could anybody say which way they're leaning?
1: Where is Moose, by the way? Hello? Am I still
2: on the air? What's up with Moose? What's going on? So our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, because as I said at the start, I wanted to come in here today and talk about the Canadian Football League. And I really feel like I've been in the minority. But the poll questions for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center and it is which is Canada's game of the week in the CFL, and your options are Montreal at Ottawa Thursday, first of a doubleheader, Hamilton at BC, Winnipeg at Edmonton, and Toronto at Sask. And right now the Riders and Argos are running away with it with 46% of the vote. But if I was the CFL, I would be scared spitless. I mean, here they're they're not even talking about them in Calgary at all. You wouldn't even know they had a team. And I see why that Jayla came up to me in the mall and said, More Stamps coverage, please. More Stamps talk. You're not getting it anywhere. Anyways, they tell me, Moose, that you're back. Is that a fact? I guess okay. so.
3: Apologies. What happened to your
2: computer? What happened? I think something happened
3: with our video call setup. Every other site I was logging into looked like it was working except this one. So I'm not sure.
2: Gotcha. Well, are you ready to play Deal or No Deal?
3: Yeah, let's go.
2: Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, Deal or No Deal. We do it every week for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal, who happens to also be the exclusive betting partner of the Canadian Football League. Every week, we go through the betting lines, as set by the odds makers at Bet Regal, and we put it to Darren whether he'll take the bet or not. So let's go. Game one, Montreal at Ottawa. The Alouettes are favored by 2.5. Deal or No Deal.
3: Deal. Yeah, I think Montreal will win.
2: I am not. I'm taking Ottawa to get their first game for Lapo because they are at home. Later that night, cat fight. Hamilton at BC. Tiger Cats at Lions. The Lions are favored by eight. Deal or no deal? No deal. I think the Lions will win, but I think eight's
3: a little bit too big.
2: I'm taking the deal. Clearly the healthiest team in the CFL of the BC Lions. They've had two bye weeks in the first six weeks of the season. Friday night football. Winnipeg at Edmonton. The Blue Bombers are favored by 7.5 points on the road. Deal or no deal?
3: I'll take the deal. Yeah. Uh, Home has not been a kind place to Edmonton.
2: Me too. And in Canada's game of the week. As voted by our viewers to the RP Show, it's the Toronto Argonauts at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Riders are favored by five. Deal or no deal?
3: It all depends if Cody's going to play or not. I want to say deal, but we're so uncertain. So I'm actually, I'm going to say no deal on this one. I'm going to go no deal.
2: I said no deal. Ah, You know, from everything. Well... I'm sitting there reading the social media, talking to people in the homeland. Oh, my God, our quarterback's done. We got got, got no (laughs) O-line. Not happy unless they're unhappy. You know what I mean? Happy to say that the sky's falling. So, no, no deal. Sask favored by five, and I think Toronto goes in there and wins. But as I said last hour, and I'll say it to our viewers here now, any of my spies in Sask. As Saskatchewan reports to practice today for the first time this week, let us know who's out on the field there. Is Cody Fajardo practicing? Because I don't know again, I'm getting pretty good at turning my phone off and ignoring the world. You know, right after the game in Touchdown Atlantic, Cody Fajardo, Saskatchewan's beloved quarterback. Well, he's my beloved quarterback. I don't know if he's Saskatchewan's beloved quarterback. Telling the media his knee feels terrible. And it's a major setback as quoted by the media. And then the coach on Monday says it's a 50-50 chance whether Fajardo plays on Saturday or not. And I'm like, well, how terrible was it? How big of a setback was it? You can't get the straight answer out of anybody. You know what I'm saying?
3: I know exactly what you're saying. You know, it's like if it was a major setback, we're talking about season ender potentially. But we're talking about blowing out all three knee ligaments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Cody had talked about he could play through it, but he was probably a week or two away from being back to 100%. And now he gets a setback. Does that mean it's going to take another four or five weeks, but he can still play through it? Does it mean that he's going to have to take some time off, go for surgery? I mean, we want to, we want some answers here. It's
2: 1111 Mountain, by the way. I just looked. Oh, the best, the best chapters here. You're living it. Jason and Red Deer writes in. Jason and Red Deer says, like I said off the top, hard to pick a CFL game of the week this week. No really good matchups. I choose the Bombers versus Elks because I really hope the Bombers lose. LOL. Respectfully disagree. Again, Montreal at Ottawa, trying each team trying to get their first win for the Owls under their new coach for Ottawa for the, for the season this year. Unfortunately, Hamilton at BC is not the sexiest matchup of them all. Winnipeg at Edmonton, Chris Jones. Deron Carter making his Edmonton debut. What more do you need to know? Like, I was considering driving up for that, and I may still. And Toronto at Sask. Uh, the rematch of Touchdown Atlantic. Spitgate, if you will. That is the game of the week. It's the largest market in the country versus the most passionate market in the country. What do you mean there's no good matchups? Come on. John in Edmonton says congratulations to three of the greatest Edmonton Eskimos, Jim Germany, Joe Hollyman, and Ed Jones, who will be going up to their rightful place next month, the Edmonton Wall of Honor. Darren walked with me into the, like, what the hell is it? Edmonton Alumni Lounge? How about that? Right? You were with. Yeah. Me. How about we that? We went up there Commonwealth a, a couple of weeks ago, and I ran into by name greats Rod Conop, Willie Pless, Craig Ellis, Randy Ambrosi, and I wrote yeah. in my column on the weekend. We talked. We saw all these Elks alumni, and it was great. And we get this. Blazing email comes into our website saying, Those are Eskimo alumni, not elk alumni. How dare you? I'm literally sitting there trying to. Is it worth trying to be politically correct? I'm trying to go along to get along? What the hell? I mean, on, on one hand, I get it. It's like when the Regina Rams went from junior football to university football, all the guys that have played for the junior team became orphans because they weren't alumni of the university team. So they consider themselves now alumni of the Thunder. So I guess it's just an awkward situation for everybody. Would you agree?
3: Yeah, I would agree. It is awkward because you never know what you're supposed to say, what you're not supposed to say. The point is we ran into some players who used to play for the professional football team in Edmonton, right? And we had a great time, forgettable what we called the organization or didn't
2: call the organization. It was fun. I don't, know how closely, I don't know how closely you were listening to that conversation, but I'm talking to Rod Conop. And um, I saw his name tag on it or something with his yeah. name. And I'm like, oh, Rod Conop. I'm Rod Peterson. He's like, I know you, Rod. And, uh, but I had a Rod Peterson show jacket on. I got to think that's why. Um, Wayne, oh, now the CFL fans have come alive. They've been waiting for this all day. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. If Cody says he's hurt, then the riders should sit him for at least a week. We'll then find out how good Mason Fine is. Just my opinion. Love you, Wayne. You're one of our biggest uh, supporters here. Cody Fajardo was the highest-paid rough rider in franchise history. If he's breathing, he's going to tell you he's playing. This situation needs to be taken out of his hands. And that's the heat that's on Craig Dickinson right now is making the decision on that. But it's a a steep drop-off from Cody Fajardo to Mason Fine. Every single team in the world, th- this is what has not changed in sports. They're going to put the guy out there that gives him the best chance to win. And if it's Cody Fajardo at 60%, it's better than probably Mason Fine at 100%. That, that will never ever change. And they're only looking at it, I believe, on a week-by-week-by-week by week by week basis. John Schmeiser in Kansas City. Writing says, Daron Carter was an impact player back in the day, but I think we will see that father time has caught up to him. How do you know that? No, 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 no. No. I'll bet you right now a steak supper in Kansas City, John, that that's wrong. I'll bet you Daron Carter will be better. Help me out, Darren. <laughs> they don't understand. I've talked to Deron. He's a different We'll talk about that when we come back. And uh, swinging around to NHL, Hockey Canada, Live Golf, whatever you people would like us to discuss. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live on YouTube streaming. And you can always catch the podcast wherever the podcasts, best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Another beautiful day here in the foothills. They all are. RP Show brought to you in part by Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, specializing in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. And did you know Edmonton's hosting the World this summer? The World Juniors are back August 9th to the 20th. Get your tickets today at HockeyCanada.ca. You can get them as low as $40. We'll be broadcasting live from Rogers Place for the full two weeks in this time slot. Considered a pregame show every day for all the games and you can enter right now to get entered to win tickets. Text World Juniors to our number 902-518-3033 to be entered to win any regular games at the tourney. Uh, (laughs) Let's bring the moose back in if you don't mind. Um, Vince says, well, we haven't talked about PLD in a while and we're not. I get that that is all the rage in Winnipeg, Pierre Luc Dubois. I'm not going down that road. On, on the Deron Carter thing, somebody says here, oh, it's Jack. And Alberti says, Rod, for the life of me, I do not understand why Deron Carter seems to continually get overlooked. This guy is a superstar in waiting. I'll tell you why. It's nothing against John in Kansas City, who makes, makes the bet. He says, we're going to go to Kansas City barbecue instead of a steak, but he'll take the bet. I said, Duran's going to be better than before. Duran is supremely talented. He's a good person, and he's confident, just like Cody Fajardo, just like me. That rubs people the wrong way, specifically those that aren't like that. It draws out the haters. I'm not saying John in Kansas City is a hater, but I'm saying in the case of Duran, he's a changed person. We said, how come we haven't heard from Duran all through training camp of this regular season? He's normally jumping in front of cameras. He's normally getting in trouble. He's normally doing all the interviews. We haven't heard a word out of Duran. It's because he's a different guy now. He was out of football for a year. He coached. And the thing with life has a tendency to humble you. I say that all the time. All the things that have happened to me in my life changed me. I'm better for it now. That's my point with Duran. Duran's going to be better for it. He said coaching 30 Duran Carters almost took years off his life. He appreciates the game more. He might have actually, Darren, started working out for the first time in his life leading up to this training camp. Do you think he'll be better or worse when he makes his debut Friday night for the Edmonton Elks?
3: I wouldn't expect him to jump off the page right away, but I think as he starts to, you know, settle into this next chapter of his professional football career, yeah, I think he has an opportunity to be way better uh, than he was in the past. Obviously, he was really flashy and explosive and made some big plays, but the engagement wasn't there um, day to day at, you know, the consistency level. I think we're going to see more of that. I think that's the biggest change that can happen as you mature and you, and you learn things about life is, I think we're going to see a more consistently good Deron Carter.
2: Yeah, and in the case of Fajardo, this is a really bad situation for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders because clearly he is not healthy. But it looks, I guess, he's going to play anyways if he has the opportunity. Again, haven't got a report from their practice. The team's not going to rest him. They're going to play him until the wheels fall off. You don't rest your most, your franchise player. You don't. They play hurt. And speaking of that, oh my goodness, Moose. How about this one? Headline. Rumor from HockeyFeed.com. Goudreau gone and Kachuk wants out due to Canada's overly strict mandates and restrictions. Do you even want me to read this, or does the headline say it all? Do you actually think those players would sign elsewhere because of having to wear a mask or social distance?
3: No. Not a chance. I mean, <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: It's getting a little I don't, I, thick.
3: I don't want to get off, but, uh, but I'm close. I'm close.
2: Well, you know Stop. what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. Hey, And by the way, good friend of mine, Greg Buchanan, Chuck Wagon announcer from Lloydminster, posted that to his Facebook. And and I'm not going to weigh in and say anything to Bucky, but it's like, do do you actually believe they're leaving because of COVID restrictions, of which right now there are none? They're manufacturing news now. Well,
3: and right away, you don't even need to provide your proof of vaccination to get on a plane coming really soon. So, they're literally. Are I'd be nothing.
2: embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed to be sharing that. Um, John in Edmonton says, "Did Saskatchewan have a practice today after yesterday's cancellation due to COVID?" We don't know. The Rough Riders won't send us their news releases nor information, so we don't know. That's why I said, "Somebody that's there, send us a report on what's going on with their practice, if that's possible." Uh, completely hairpin turn here, and I appreciate Young Hoggy for weighing in with the comments. says, I don't understand the hate on for the live tour. Tiger's saying that players won't have drive since they have guaranteed money. So Jordan, Brady would have been better players if only paid when they won. He's talking about Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. I think Young Hoggy is a young viewer. He's watching on YouTube, and I get what he's saying I think it's very delicious for Tiger Woods to come out and criticize Live Tour, a guy that's made now close to... What was he got? A half, a half a billion dollars in PGA winnings and endorsements. Shoot, 10 years ago, he had a half a billion in winnings and endorsements. Probably well over a billion now. Tiger made all his money from the PGA. Shocking that he would defend the PGA. <laughs> and you got Phil, who's been exiled from the PGA, let's just say it for what it is, where else is he going to go? I find, so he says the hate on, I guess I'll say this young hoggy, and Darren, please weigh in with your thoughts. Consider the source of who's criticizing the live tour first, and what reasons they would have for criticizing the Saudi backed rogue tour. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. You know, it is Tiger Woods. So there is some credibility when he comes comes out and, and says something. You know, he won his money, too, because he, he won and was good and had that incentive and that drive. And I understand it. Like, you know, when you've made, you've doubled your career earnings, you've made a career's worth of money in one paycheck just for showing up. Why do I got to practice? Why do I got to get out of bed? Why do I got to, you know, why do I have to win now? Um, so I, I understand that. But at the same time, I mean... I think there's a, there's a world where both these leagues can, you know, golf tours can work together live together, uh, survive together, even if they are fierce rivals and big competitors. I think that can be good for the game. So, you know, the, the hate the doesn't rogue, come to me.
2: No, the rogue leagues that have split off and died, all died, I don't believe because of lack of popularity, maybe in a way, but it was because of lack of money. WHA, which a lot of those teams just merged with the NHL, the ones that were successful. USFL, XFL all died because of lack of money. Liv doesn't have that problem. And it just dawned me like one of the dawned on me like one of those god shots that I get, Moose, sitting out here. Two weeks ago with Cody Snyder of Cody Snyder Bull Busted and we had a long talk about when the bull riders in the early 90s split off from the rodeo and created the PBR tour. It did not go over well. My brother was a steer wrestler team roper on the CCA circuit at the time and they're like, who do these bull riders think that they are? Well, serious, man. And it worked. But as, as I've found out since because once I got out of my bubble, I realized not everybody watches rodeo like you do or hangs around these guys, but it worked because it's a niche sport, and they filled arenas and filled... Mar- and they, can, they still compete in the rodeo, but they also have their own event. And as Cody said to me, oh, those timed event guys don't like me, don't like us bull riders because we get all the girls. And I said, uh, those other guys do pretty well too, Cody. And, but he said, there's a reason rodeo bull riding's at the end of every rodeo. It's the best event. People stay to, to the end. And I'm like, yeah. I can't argue with you there. <laughs> I can't. I'm way off tangent here. But with the live thing, they're not running out of money. And to be honest with you, if you were a PGA backer, you probably should stop talking about live golf. Because, again, as we say in the recovery world, um, the more you resist something, the more energy you give it, the more it remains in front of you yeah they should just shut up about the live golf tour cuz they're just doing their own marketing for them what do you think
3: yeah that is a huge part of it right you know the more you you talk about it and the more you talk them down the more they can lean into that bad guy that bad boy um, approach and that brand you know we've talked about it it's the nwo the the wrestling you know group the uh, the bad boys that are coming to take over and They're going to have a certain section of fans and they're going to get more popular and more popular. And, you know, the PGA tour can lean into being the good guy. You know, if you want to stick to wrestling the baby face and play that role and they're going to have their fans. And I think, you know, you get that rivalry going. I think it could be really good for growing the game of golf overall. I really do. You're going to lose some good players, but you can have these great battles and then you can throw down a challenge and have your own, Ryder Cup, imagine a PGA Tour versus Live Tour Ryder Cup. The ratings would be off the charts. It would be so good, but I don't know if they're probably to do
2: that. Probably would be a good thing. Max Hardwick, who I believe is in Winnipeg, says the PGA is playing right into it. Um, yes, they are. And let's say, working for the big box corporate brand, sucks the a lot of the life out of and fun out of what you're doing i compare. listen for those that are watching that work for the big stuffy corporation we can't do this because of policy yeah but it's not right no but that's what the policy says when you're working for the mom and pop corner store it's like i gotta take a day off i gotta take my kid to the doctor i gotta you go ahead you know what i mean it's the difference between the two So I get why the live golf guys want to go do that. And again, Tiger owes everything he has to the PGA. So no wonder he's going to defend it. And Phil, uh, Phil Mickelson's been banned from the PGA. So what the hell else is he supposed to do? Young Hoggy in Tirana says, great conversation. Thank you, Young Hoggy. And who is this guy? Jeff in the Zone. Writes in and he says, uh, hey, Rod and Darren, any news on which players have COVID for the Rough Riders or their staff? No, Jeff, that's private information. Sorry to burst your bubble. Uh, Well, we covered that a lot, Moose. Anything else out of you before we break and bring in our good friend Simmer, TSN Simmer, Sean Simpson from Ottawa, on any of these things? Yeah. Go ahead. No,
3: but we haven't talked, you know, about the Ottawa Senators a lot. Obviously, you know, with our big fan base in Western Canada. But I'm excited for that conversation because the Sens have done some, <clears throat> excuse me, really great things this offseason.
2: You know what? Let's do that. We'll take a break now. I believe we're eligible eligible to do so. Are we not, Producer Clark? So uh, when we come back, we'll get into Sean Simpson discussion a little early. And, Moose, I'll see you back here for overtime. You bet. It is the RP Show. You're watching on Game Plus Television, which is available all across Ontario on Rogers and Kojiko Cable. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com.
0: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
2: We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. And there's no doubt Calgary has been somewhat the focus of the NHL world. Since free agency opening last week, Johnny Gaudreau leaving, Matthew Kachuk potentially to be traded or at least heading into his final season with the Flames. Uh, But the Ottawa Senators have made some big time moves and joining us to talk about it is our good friend Sean Simpson from TSN 1200 Ottawa and also CTV. Am I right, Simmer? You're a big TV star now. I see that all the time on your social media.
1: Well, I just promoting it. it do a little sports hit there. It's going international. So, and I want the listeners to know that you're the you're the original Rod the Bod before Rod Brindamore came along. So he just copied oh, yeah, your right. name.
2: That hilarious. <laughs> That's real funny. Buttering me <laughs> up, Simmer. I love it. Um, yeah. Hey, can you? Let's start with the Sands, and then I just want to swing it back on the Flames yeah. for a second. What an off season. Is it enough to get him into the playoffs? Do you think?
1: Uh, you know what? We'll see about that, Rod. But I'll tell you what, they've turned around the franchise. The perception, nobody could have thought all these things would happen from the buyout of White to Delzado to moving Matt Murray to all of a sudden bringing in Debrink at Drew, still looking for a right handed D. But this has been an absolute transformation. And when you look at the team on paper, do I think they're good enough to make the playoffs? They're close. But more than anything, it's just everything that's happened here. Daniel Alfred's getting into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you have the approval of Bretton Flats. It's just been a complete turnaround for the franchise much needed been covering this for 10 years and hey they got a hell of a hockey team but more importantly i think people are regaining faith in the brand and i think uh, a more pride in the brand so it's been a real exciting last month here in ottawa
2: it is uh been a great offseason, and it is exciting and i'm following it all through your social media yeah. just so you know i love i love the coverage but i so johnny gadro comes out with a letter to calgary today in the players yeah. tribune you've heard of it if you haven't seen it and Like, Claude Giroux went home. Johnny left here to get closer to home. You've worked in the NHL front office. How much do hometown players, how much are they coveted by teams? How much do they investigate that?
1: I think it's super overrated. Uh, you know, and we ended up having Mark Mathot come home. It was great. Then Mark loved going to Dallas. Uh, you know what? It has to be the right fit. And Claude Drew isn't necessarily finished in his career. He's 34 years old, but it's the right fit at the right time. He's also making good money. When I worked for the, the Leafs during the terrible years of 04 to 08, we brought Lindros home and lots of other guys, Jeff O'Neill, but they were pretty much done in their career. So it's got to be a, have a fit. It's got to make sense. And in the case of Johnny Hockey, it's just kind of hard to understand. Was it turning down? the eight years in Calgary and then realizing, gosh, it's not going to be there in New Jersey. Something strange had to happen for him to end up signing in Columbus, put that much money or leave that much money much on the table. So I find that unique, Rob. But like I said, don't force it. If it fits, if it works in the case of Drew, I think it does. But beyond that, it's real overrated. We hear people in Ottawa, ah, we hear wants to come back to Ottawa. I'm Like, listen, I think he's doing just fine in South Florida. If it works and a guy wants to come back, so be it, but don't force it.
2: Well, um, you've got one Kachuk there in Ottawa, and all this yeah. stuff that buzzes out there that it would, we could have two Kachuks on our top line in Ottawa. Yeah. What's yeah. your read on the Matthew Kachuk situation? Because you understand these contracts far better than I. Where well, do you see the, Kachuk, the Matthew Kachuk thing going?
1: I don't see it going anywhere i pray that it isn't happening this is brady kachuk's team i'll tell you a funny story about the johnsons in long island back in the day they had kenny johnson the defenseman forever they wanted to get jorgen johnson his brother but well, i found out when they got them the wise didn't get along how did it work for the stall brothers in carolina This is Brady's team. There's no need for Matthew to come here. I don't believe it for a minute. And with DeBerry making $9 million and all the other things going on, I honestly think it would be a big mistake. So I'm hoping that's not the case. They've got a good chemistry. They've got a young group. Brady's the captain. He doesn't need his big brother coming to Ottawa. So I I wouldn't say I'm not believing it, but I I just don't see it working. And and I I honestly, I think at the end of the day, he's going to end up at St. Louis regardless.
2: Well, the Flames haven't had a captain since Giordano left, but I would suggest, having watched half their games this year uh, live, that it is Matthew Kachuk's team. So when I say where it's going, do you think yeah. he ever wears a Flames jersey again, from what you can see?
1: You know I don't know. I mean, Brad is certainly in a real tough spot here, and I kind of look at this understanding. Listen, okay, at the end of the day, if he wants to go back to St. Louis, if that's what he's doing and doesn't want to sign in Calgary – What are you going to do? You could trade him to another team. They know he's only going to get him for a year. So there's not a lot of leverage for the Calgary Flames. And I even said today, I wouldn't rule out him going to to St. Louis, signing a one-year deal for less money, and then extending from there. But like I said, Calgary's in a tough spot. And one of the things here you learn, and I know with Johnny Hockey, they had no choice, but never let a guy go in the last year of his contract. But in this particular case, because of the money, because of the situation, depending on the word that the agent's putting out, like I said, they'll get value for him, and maybe you just take him to the trade deadline and trade him as a rental anyway. Uh, But as to how it plays out, I'm not sure. But unfortunately, I don't think Calgary's in a very good position, Rod.
2: Well, and I wonder how they could change that. That's the one. There's a lot of heat on the flames in this town for these guys potentially headed elsewhere. How would you have changed it when there are Americans that, I've said, because of family, we don't want to yeah, play here anymore?
1: Man. Well, I, I don't think. Brad does a great job. You know what? Last year, you go into a final year. I wouldn't have let that happen with Goudreau, but the season started great. You're finally winning, and you say to yourself, hey, we're going to take our chances. And if Johnny was giving them the vibe that, hey, maybe he was going to stay, which it sounded like he was, I think it's a real tough spot to be. I don't think it's a reflection on Calgary. I know the heat's on. But if players don't want to play from Pierre-Luc Dubois, and I won't just say this is a Canadian thing. Rick Nash didn't want to be in Columbus. We always kind of feel as Canadians, oh, guys don't want to be here. Hey, this can happen in lots of different situations. It's real tough. This is the business of hockey right now. I think it's more philosophical is that if Kachuk decides to go, Rod, I think at that point, if you're Calgary, you regroup and go into a little bit of a rebuild. That's the only difference for me. But I don't put any fault in the Calgary Flames, and we all know it's a great city. Now, as far as the COVID and the and everything else, well, that's out of our control. That's up to the federal government. But I would never discount the Flames or the city of Calgary. The
2: I don't either. Uh, but the R word, I've heard it, rebuild here in Calgary this week. Yeah. And I'm, but the general yeah. feeling is they're not there yet. Now, I want to put one more to you. Yeah. A viewer wrote in earlier and said the Jets haven't been the same since Buffalo pulled the pin. And yeah. you look back, and I, I think I'd agree And there again, how do you blame the Jets on that? Guy decided he didn't want to play hockey anymore.
1: Well, and they also had the same year that Truba's wife could only be a doctor in the United States. That's uh, circumstantial. They also lost Myers on the right side. They made a hell of a trade with Truba. You know what? They had their window, though. The year they lost to Vegas was their opportunity. I'd say it was probably when Stastny also walked out the door. Um, you can factor in lots of things on that as to doing it. I again, I think Chevy's done a hell of a job there. I think what it proves, Rod, for a lot of teams, first of all, how hard it is to win. We've seen with Colorado. The other part is how small the windows can end up being for many many reasons including contractual but i don't think this is some big epidemic and we still have a little bit of the chris pronger syndrome in canada and like i said there's lots of americans lots of europeans that love coming to canada and having great careers
2: oh isn't that a fact oh simmer we could talk about this all day as a matter of fact just this morning guy here at the casino when i walked security he's like we don't have a problem with the russians they want to be here we don't have a problem with the swedes they want to be here it's the americans
1: yeah is it an american thing pronger was canadian Yeah, remember when Keith Kachuk went to Winnipeg and loved playing there? Remember when Bill Guerin and Doug Waite were there? Remember when Gary Suter and all those great Flames players, including Bob Johnson, who was the coach, all loved playing? Like I said, yeah, I don't believe that. These can be, certain And one thing I said today, it's it's also different. If you've got a young single hockey player that's playing, but sometimes when you enter in family, family dynamics can certainly be a factor, and, and that can factor in a little bit. But like I said, it, it doesn't happen all that often. You look at Austin Matthews; appears to be having a blast playing in in Toronto. And I think there's a hey, look at a guy like Wheeler is signed on for life to play for the Winnipeg Jets.
2: Uh, yeah, but the players are different. They're different now. When you mentioned oh. those guys, Suter and Keith and... yeah.: oh, yeah sure, right?
1: sure, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. All right, Simmer, enjoy the rest of the summer. Appreciate the insight. This has been awesome.
1: All right, cheers, brother. Have a great day, Rod.
2: TSN 1200 Ottawa's Sean Simpson. When we come back, we will investigate the news of the day. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders have pra- canceled today's practice due to the COVID outbreak of their players. And the team general manager, Jeremy O'Day, will address it later on today. That and all these other things. When we come back, you're watching the ERP show on Game Plus TV. We're live streaming on YouTube. And, of course, there's 24-hour sports radio streaming right now at rodpeterson.com.
0: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
2: Beautiful day here in the gateway to the foothills, Southern Alberta. It is the R.P. Show on the Game Plus Television Network, and uh, I have a news update here. Uh, breaking news as we bring in Darren Moose Dupont, and we're we've been doing we've been handing the show over to the viewers and uh, everybody other than me all day. So I'm going to hand this over to you, Moose. Do you want the good news or the bad news first to lead off this? New this sports update.
3: Give me the, give me what the good doing? news. Let's start good.
2: Okay. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers were big winners on and off the field last season. Winnipeg capped the CFL's return in 2021 with a second straight Grey Cup title. Wednesday morning, the community-owned club reported an overall operating profit of $2.1 million for last season. Oh CFL yes. didn't play in 2020 due to the global pandemic. It returned to action last season with a 14-game season. The Bombers' revenue totaled $32.8 million in 2021. Team President Wade Miller said in a statement, our revenue for the year is at 90% of total revenue in 2019. This is astonishing to be so close to pre-pandemic revenues, even with the reduction to the CFL schedule. Now, do you want the bad news? Hit me. Oh, no. Six more Saskatchewan Rough Rider players have tested positive for COVID 19 since Tuesday, bringing the total number of infected players on the team to 10 and casting uncertainty over Saturday's game. According to a statement from the team issued Wednesday morning, the new infections led to the cancellation of Wednesday's practice. At this stage, the team said a decision hasn't been made on whether Thursday's practice or even Saturday's game against the visiting Toronto Argonauts will go ahead as scheduled. Now stick with me from the CEBL. The Scarborough Shooting Stars rode a strong first quarter to defeat the Edmonton Stingers 97-74 on Tuesday night. And the Newfoundland Growlers rode a strong fourth quarter performance for a 94-80 road win over the Ottawa Blackjacks at TD Place Tuesday night. It was Newfoundland's first ever road win. I hope they kept up all moose. There you go. Uh, This sports update for the 2022 World Juniors. Be in Edmonton to see the next generation of international hockey stars and hear the roar of the crowd. Tickets on sale now for as low as $40 at HockeyCanada.ca. For Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Said it a million times, I've been devoting doling out all kinds of recovery advice today, Moose. Free of charge for you all. I was like my dad. He would just walk around sprinkling knowledge everywhere. You're either going forwards or you're going backwards in life. That's not my dad's. That's mine. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are clearly going forwards. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are clearly going backwards with this. Your take on this news on this Wednesday.
3: Yeah, I would right now not be making plans for Saturday. I really wouldn't. I mean, it is Wednesday. They got six more players. We haven't seen it go the, the other way yet. So we're probably going to see more players affected, infected tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a guess. And I would think the game's probably not going to play on Saturday as scheduled. It might be a Monday game or a, you know, a Tuesday. I don't really know what the league's going to do here, but, uh, I would be surprised right now if the game would go ahead as normal.
2: Max in Winnipeg says this rider thing is not looking good. New. Um, On a more positive note, have you seen any CFL Slurpee cups at Slurpees at 7-Elevens near you? I'm seeing them all over social media now.
3: Good, good. I haven't, but I haven't ventured out to uh, to 7-Eleven lately. So maybe that'll be on my afternoon list of things to do is to head over to 7-Eleven. It's not too far away.
2: I used to try to have a Slurpee a day. Back in the day. Uh, <laughs> a long time ago. And now I just try and keep it to a coffee a day. Or coffee every day. Depends on how much. But when you find out that it's frozen diabetes juice, it kind of ruins the fun of it. But you could have yeah. the odd one from time to time. I know we've had this discussion before. 7-Eleven actually weighed in on it. What is your favorite Slurpee flavor? Everybody, in the time we have left, we have five minutes left. What's your favorite Slurpee flavor?
3: Cream soda. But I like to mix if there's a... Like, I like to do the mix. Blue, uh, the cream soda, purple, or pink, I mean, and uh, orange. So I like to mix those three together.
2: No dark, no Pepsi or Coke no, in that, or Dr. Pepper?
3: Never. Never, never, never.
2: Psycho. Psycho. <laughs> it is, is Dr Pepper, of right? course... Oh, it begins and ends with Dr. Pepper. Anytime I walk in a 7-Eleven, I'm checking the Slurpee machine to see if they got Dr. Pepper. I'm probably not even going to order it or buy it, but I love it. For some reason, I don't know how this came up, but BW in Edmonton says, Calgary has the biggest population of Americans outside of the USA, over 100,000 living in the Stampede City. How about that? From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says Lime. Same says Max. Stacy Champagne watching at Access World Headquarters in Regina says Root Beer. That's not easy to find. You don't see Root Beer Slurpees very often, do you? I don't know. Phyllis in Winnipeg says Cream Soda and Grape. Depending on my mood. How about that? Thank you, Phyllis, for How weighing in that? on that. <laughs> From Young Hoggy in Tirana. Oh, Calgary, sorry. Says, a mixture. Anything but Coke or Pepsi. Um, yeah, that's get a man, get a man. Quick, quick, quick. I feel like we should be getting gift cards to 7 and awarding them to viewers. What's That'd your favorite slurp in a court? From Jennifer at the Four Seasons, she says root beer root beer, Dr Pepper, grape or Mountain Dew. No, you can't do that. What if you walked into 7-11 and on tap was root beer, Dr Pepper, grape or Mountain Dew? You got to pick one. One. You don't walk into the ballot box and vote for Biden, Trump, the alternative candidate you don't vote right on. for Harper, Trudeau, whoever the NDPs try. Oh, Mr. Singh won. Okay. it's <laughs> a heck of a <laughs> lot of fun. <coughs> 90 seconds left. Uh, what else you got, Moose? What are you, what are you getting up to for the rest of the day?
3: Oh, my gosh. Uh, just a few things, a couple meetings on the business side, but I want to get out and enjoy some of the sunshine. If it's not going to rain, I'm just looking out the window. It actually looks not so bad today. So get out play some tennis and uh, get ready for uh, what's going to be a real fun rest of the week of the CFL schedule.
2: Jim in Pilot Butte, sorry, Balgoni writes in, and last minute of play in the RFP show, last minute of play. Jim says Coke and lime mix together. You could call that Climb. And he says, why no Diet Cola Slurpees? You want to you wanna take a stab at that one? Because I don't <laughs> I know. Th- I,
3: don't got, I don't have one, no. There'd be no diabetes in there. There's no sugar.
2: Right. They could, they could sell a million of them. There'd be no flavor yeah. in it. That's Absolutely. why. Um, I feel like we can close down. I don't know that we will, but I'm just suggesting we close down the World Juniors contest for the week because we've got so many entrants and a lot of guys and gals entering every day. But anyways, we'll talk about that in our meetings. Great show, guys. Thanks, Moose. We'll see you tomorrow. Great job. See you tomorrow. See the rest of you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus TV.
0: Wally, don't jump! It's gonna be okay! Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Approved, sold, dundee, hell yes! Ah